Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake Kastetter. And we are the Sunday Funday Guys. Blake, Happy New Year and our 20th episode, bro. Woo, woo, 20th. Let's go. Man, we a celebration. We got a little bit different type of um, show for you today, Fanatics, but we're going to get right into our picks last week. We're not going to touch on all of them, but we're going to give you the skinny on the ones that we hit uh, hit home runs on. Blake, go right ahead. There were for a few home runs hit. Let's yeah. see. Uh, right out of the gate, you and I had a home run on Zay Flowers. Easy. Easy one. That was a layup. Like Layup. I don't remember. I think you said he was wide receiver 27. Ridiculous. Ended up wide receiver <laughs> nine overall and half point. Also at wide receiver, my pick, Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. Sleeper. Ranked wide mm-hmm. receiver 50 going into the week. Ended up getting injured in the game. Right. Still put up a six for 89 and two, resulting in a wide receiver four performance. Mm. That's yeah. wide receiver overall four, not... Right, wide receiver four overall, overall, Big and yeah. then your boy James Cook. That was a great pick, had him ranked yeah. going into the week. Fantasy pros running back number 10 on the week going in, uh uh-uh. uh, wide this... or running back 45. Woo, he fell off the cliff, yeah, man. He wasn't, he wasn't cooking, he, he was didn't not even cooking. score five points. I kind I want to go back a little bit and touch a little bit on Zay Flowers. His Production was efficient. I think he had three catches for, on three targets for 102 yards and a touchdown. And I think his average per catch was 35.3, I believe. Some ridiculous numbers. So why not? While he didn't have a lot of uh, targets and receptions, he was efficient with the targets and receptions that he got, for sure. Big play. Big play. Big play. Big yeah, play. Yeah, man. So, you know. I'm so, glad we like, kind of we huddled a little bit before the uh, episode this week, and and yeah. there's a whole not a whole lot of fantasy championships still going on. Yeah, I mean, most leagues are wrapped up. But we would be remiss if we didn't congratulate the folks who won championships. Unfortunately, neither one of us won a championship this year, right? Uh, so we're not going to talk about that. But congratulations to all the folks, fanatics, males, females, kids, whoever, spouses. The whole nine who won fantasy championships this year. It's a big accomplishment. And hey, here's the best part, Fanatics. You guys got bragging rights for the next year. And right. that is something to be said. I made everybody call me champ in my league for a year. So I'm just telling you, there's there's an idea for you. There's a many a million ideas you can use. But congratulations to the champions out there. And, you know, if you got a belt, if you got a trophy, display that thing proudly. You earned it. You earned it. And Braxton's fantasy league, our running back Crosley took home the championship. Oh, okay. So his dad sent a message saying, "Crosley says, make sure my name is spelled right." <laughs> Signed the champ. There That's right. <laughs> there we go. It's spelled C H A M P. Well, again, congratulations to all the fanatics out there who won championships. I had a, had a couple of people text me, say, hey, I won my league. Uh, you know, thank you for all your help. And, you know, it's always a pleasure. Uh, again, personally, a little disappointed in myself this year. But, hey, that happens. But I'll rebound next year, and we'll, we'll make it happen next year for sure. Right, Blake? That's right, man. Yep. But not only are fantasy leagues completed. Yes. I think every survivor pool is wrapped up as well at this point. They should be. They should be. 
And, uh, you know, we, the first episode, ironically enough, that we kind of, we you know, this is 20th episode. We're going back to our first episode. And the premise of that episode was the Survivor Rules. And boy, did they play a hand in some folks winning or coming close to winning their Survivor, who's mainly us. And ironically enough, there were a couple of times we didn't follow the rules and we got burnt. So clearly, we kind of know what we're talking about. But a lot of times, you know, we don't necessarily follow our advice. So rule of thumb. Make sure when we have that episode next year, you tune in because that's going to be one we're going to always do because we feel like that's important. And we have kind of a blueprint, a, a template, so to speak, to potentially win you a lot of money. We just need to remember to follow it. <laughs> right. Easier said than done. <laughs> All so right. Then, you know, how do we add value this week? Well, tell us, Blake. DraftKings. DraftKings. DFS tonight. Whew. I was just telling Blake Fanax, I hadn't been on my DFS in a long, long time, but I remember my username and password, so I knew right then it was going to be a good night. So I'm pretty excited to start talking about Daily Fantasy. Most of you have either played it, have heard of it, and the premise is you get a certain amount of dollars and you draft essentially a team. Typically, it's a quarterback, I believe two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex, and a defense, correct, Blake? And a tight end. And a tight end, yep, yep. So... One thing well, to consider, though, this is week 18, and most of the games that are being played this week have little to no playoff implications because a lot of teams are kind of set. But there are some that do have playoff implications, and Blake will get to those. But I'm going to kind of give you a list of players who are not playing in, in terms of daily fantasy, and I'm going to start off with Joe Flacco. I mean, nobody's been hotter than Joe. He is been the bell of the ball in Cleveland. I got Browns friends texting me, Flacco, you know, they got shirts that, you know, say whatever, whatever. So the Browns fans are loving Joe. Uh, another quarterback that's out is Matthew Stafford. So he will not be playing. Watch out for the Rams, a sneaky, sneaky team. They've gotten hot in the last couple of months. They started off pretty bad, but Sean McVay's got that team rolling pretty good. And, and Matthew Stafford's looking like Matthew Stafford, like Super Bowl Matthew Stafford. So very interesting to see what that team does in the playoffs. And then um, Brock Purdy, obviously, for various reasons, the Niners clinching the number one seed in the NFC. He's out as well. Kyron Williams for the Rams is out, and also CMC for the Niners. They are out this week. Whether it be rest or to heal up from past entries, you will not see those guys on the field in Week 18. Yeah, so you we doubling down on the Rams, San Francisco, and then you know Flacco. Yeah. Some key guys that are not playing for sure. And then, you know, there's, I don't think Pacheco's playing for the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is out. So, again, you got a lot of, so it's going to be imperative that you scour the internet, especially on Sunday, if you're doing daily fantasy to see who is definitely in, who is definitely out. Agreed. And then, uh, second note there, you want to pick players on teams that are, have something to play for. So, mm -hmm. some of those teams, you know, the Lions. They could clinch the two seed still. That's yeah. a home field advantage and a valuable place to be. You got the wow. Cowboys. They can clinch the East and lock in the two seed. And then you got the Bills and the Dolphins fighting for the AFC East spot. Right. So those are going to be some interesting games. And obviously the Lions-Cowboys game last week, we, we don't need to go into that. That was crazy. Uh, um, but I think the Lions feel like they got robbed. 
and the Cowboys feel like they stole one. So it's going to be interesting to see who ends up locking that up that two seed and how much that game last week is going to mean moving forward in the playoffs. I think it's going to be a big, a big, big uh, loss for the Lions. Because I think that's going to come back to bite them. But we'll find out. Very well, May. Yep. So what did you uh, – so we both put together lineups. Yes. Woo. Like riding Let, a bike. Let's dig into that. I'm curious to see what – how you put together your uh, lineup and what your method to your madness was. So, so why, why don't you roll with your uh, – Quarterback? Yeah, quarterback. Ah, so my quarterback. And, again, when I looked at DraftKings, most of these – if you look at it, Fanatics, most of these games – our division matchup. So what I did, I did some kind of research and I pulled up stats from the previous division game. And not that that matters some, but it does kind of matter a little bit because there's some familiarity. So I went with, this is kind of a surprise for my quarterback. I went with Nick Mullins from the Vikings at $5,100. So I went kind of the cheap route on my QB. And the reason why I did that is, again, I looked at the game log and they're playing the, the Lions and Nick Mullins against the Lions threw for 411 yards, two touchdowns. He also had four interceptions, but 411 yards is, is, is pretty good at $5,100. I'm not saying he's going to duplicate that, but odds are he's going to have a similar game than he as he had the last game. I went cheap as well. Oh, you did? Tell us I who did. you went with. Yes. I was afraid you were going to say my pick. Talking about division <laughs> matchups, I went with Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. $5,300. Mm-hmm. Last week, he was the QB6 overall. Now, again, does he duplicate that performance? I, I don't know if I could would say that. Right. But he does get a great matchup against Philly. Mm-hmm. 100%. Who has allowed the most fantasy points per game to QBs. Terrible defense. Terrible. Terrible. I can't believe that. They were number one last year. They have plummeted. They're they're on they were showing some stats. They're on the level of the commanders in terms of yards given up, pass yards given. I mean, that that's bad, bad. So we both started off low. Yep. Did and you I mean, go I, high at running back? I, I want to keep the low trade going. So I All got right. a guy who has been and I wouldn't say this is low, but this is low for running back. I I, I think it is. Uh I want to I went with James Conner. Whew, you're talking about heating up. Man, he's heating up like the Arizona desert out there. James Conner, if you look at the last several games, he has had great, great fantasy. I'm talking like top 10, top five running back fantasy numbers over the last couple games. So this was an easy decision for me. Arizona's at home. You know, they're, they're, you know they don't have anything to play for. They're playing the Seahawks. And I think James Conner's going to have a big game. Uh, the Seahawks' defense is not um, stout. No, not at all. You could definitely run on them. So you are right. Arizona has a hole heating up. I mean, Kyler Murray looked good last week. Yep. I think he has a great week this week. And mm -hmm. if he can, can keep that up, that opens up the run game. 100%. On the other side so of the ball, my running back, I went with Zach Charbonnet. Now, this is kind oh. of a you got to keep an eye on it play. Yep. Because Kenneth Walker isn't ruled out yet. Mm-hmm. He did exit the game early last week and did not come back. He also <clears throat> has not participated in practice this week. So looking at the uh, Friday practice log is going to be crucial. But Charbonnet comes in at $5,000 this week. Wow. 
And you talk about a bad defense, especially to running backs. Mm-hmm. Arizona's allowed the most fantasy points per game to running backs throughout the entire season. Bad, bad defense. Bad. bad. That's I, I think that's a great pick. Again, you're going to want to tune in on Sunday. You're going you're gonna to have to scour the internet, ESPN, NFL Network, to make sure Mr. Charbonnet is playing. But if he is, that's a solid pick. Especially if Kenneth cost. Walker is not. Right, right. So my second running back, I went, I went higher. And I went with a guy who's playing a defense that is just awful. And that's uh, Rashad White. Woo! With the Tampa Bay Bucks, but Tampa Bay Bucks at seventy six hundred dollars. So I went high on Mister White because I uh, I think he's going to have a nice all purpose game. You know, I can see him getting one hundred fifty total yards and maybe a couple touchdowns if everything works out right. And I'm not done with Tampa yet, but I'll let you go with your running back of choice. Well, you made it easy. I went Zach or uh, Rashad White as well. Oh, great face minds the Panthers. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a great end to his season. There are there's three picks that I made in this lineup that are high floor and potentially very high ceiling picks. And Mm -hmm. I think Rashad white has the potential to end his season with his game high for the year. Oh yeah. I think he's maybe a top five this week. Top five running back. Yep. Yep. So continue with Tampa Bay. Now we get into the receivers. I'm going with Chris Godwin. And again, I'm looking at the stats against Carolina. Let me pull this up. Mr. Godwin, let's see here. Hold on one second. He he did not play against Carolina. I'll take that back. But against Green Bay, he had 10 receptions for 155 yards. In the last three game, two games, he's had nine receptions for over 160 yards in a touchdown. So Baker is loving Chris Godwin, and he seems to be healthy. Remember, he had that ACL. He looks like he's fully back to health. So at $6,300, I think Chris Godwin is a steal for the production he may give uh, give out on Sunday. He has heated up um, for sure. And mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield has been playing pretty well. Last week he had a rough game against New Orleans, and I had to uh, accept that bad pick. But otherwise, he's been playing great. I went with right. my cheap wide receiver, Wandale Robinson. Mm. Going for the stack with mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, you are. And Robinson against Philly. Mm-hmm. Last week, Tyrod looked his way nine times. Mm-hmm. Robinson ended up going six for 55, but they also involved him in the run game and he snaked a 24 yard rushing touchdown. So at $4,200, that seems like a solid play to me. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so my second wide receiver, I went high a little bit on this one, and that's DJ Moore. I mean, folks, have you you've seen the Bears lately? They're they they're uh, picking up steam a little bit now. I don't know if it's because people's jobs are on the line, but Justin Fields is looking for DJ Moore. Justin Fields is actually playing a lot better. I watched a little bit of uh, ESPN, and they had the breakdown of Justin Fields and how he's seeing the field and how he's looking for DJ Moore. And it's a marked difference from the beginning of the year till now. So Justin Fields has finally settled in, and at Matt Eberflus's offense is making the throws that you know we. We thought he could when they drafted him. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him in the offseason, Blake. But for this particular week, I got DJ Moore at seven grand as my second wide receiver. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my next two wide receivers. Okay. Both of which are on Dallas. 
I'm going uh, all in. Ooh. On the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. So, CD Lamb at 9,300. That's one of my other high floor plays. It's been his show this year in 100%. Dallas. Um, and Washington just wants to bleed passing yards. So, <laughs> who knows what CD will do this year <laughs> with the two seed on the line? And then I'm throwing in Brandon Cooks, all my chips in on mm-hmm. Cowboys against the Commanders at 5,200. All right. Okay. So my last receiver is a guy that's actually been, we talk about Dalvin Cook cooking. This guy's been cooking. And it's Demarcus Robinson with the Rams. Man, he, I don't know what, like they got Puka and they got Cup, but all of a sudden this, this guy's come out of nowhere and he's put up really solid numbers over the last three weeks, scored touchdowns the last, two out of the last three weeks, has had over 50 yards receiving the last two weeks. At 4,500 as a third wide out in this type of environment with this game, I think it's a steal. I had him on my list. He didn't make the cut, but he was yeah. – I was torn because of Matt Stafford being out. Aside from I got that, you. Yep. I mean, that is a great play. I thought he had scored yeah. in the past four of the past five weeks. He might have. I'm just kind of glossing over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did. Yep. The, the, this, last week was the first time he hadn't scored a touchdown – in five in weeks. four weeks. Yeah. yeah, five weeks, yeah. So he has been on fire as probably your, uh, our, I mean, wide receiver three? I mean, he's yeah. not a two. I mean, that's crazy for him to be putting up numbers like that. So tight end, Blake, who you got? I went big. Oh. And it's the cheapest he's ever been. Oh. Travis Kelsey. Oh, wait. This is my final high floor play. Okay. With a high ceiling. Right. I mean, this is at sixty six hundred dollars. This is the cheapest Travis Kelsey's been all season. Pair that with what he did last time the Chiefs played the Chargers, and I'll, okay. I'll just tell you, he scored thirty eight point nine points. Mm-hmm. And I know he hasn't been the Kelsey of old this season, Taylor but this Swift. is too good of an opportunity for me to pass up. Even even the stat his status. I mean, we don't know if he's playing the whole game, right? And I did. And you mentioned. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. I, you know, at this point, that's mm-hmm. what I locked in. So I got to okay. go with it. All right. But no, no, no I will worries. be reviewing things uh, Sunday morning, Saturday morning. <laughs> I get you. So my tight end is kind of the Swiss Army knife of all tight ends. And I, if you're if you're a fantasy player, you know who I'm talking about. It's Taysom Hill. Um, you never know what you're going to get out of him. He can have no stats, and then he can have two touchdowns throwing two touchdowns catching, a touchdown rushing. So he has always been locked in a tight end. And I'm like, why don't people pay this guy any respect? I know he's been up and down, but man, in daily at 4,600, I mean, if he hits, he's typically a guy that hits big. So I went with Taysom Hill as my tight end for this week in daily fantasy. I like that pick. I've uh, got more on Taysom a little bit later. Mm, Okay. All right. Give us your flex, buddy. Mr. Kraft, Tucker Kraft, oh, Green Bay's Tucker tight Kraft. end. Yeah. I went cheap, cheap. Mm-hmm. $3,700. He solidified himself as the top tight end of the Packers offense without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Last week, he went six for six for 48. Mm-hmm. The past four games, he's had at least four catches and at least 10 points in each game. Right. He's got a limited ceiling. 
But if he can put up 10 points again for 3700 allows steel. me to invest money elsewhere all day long on those high ceiling plays. Still, still. And also, just a, a kind of a, a little tidbit in terms of betting, bet the over on catches with Mr. Kraft. He has come through for me a couple times on the over with his receptions per game. So just a little tidbit uh, for the fanatics out there. So my flex is um, sticking with the uh, the NFC North. I'm going with Khalil Herbert with the Bears at $5,700 as a running back. And with the Packers run defense not being all that great, and I know uh, you know he's kind of switch carries with Johnson, but I still think Herbert is a guy that's going to get volume and is potentially going to get touchdowns. And, and again, the Bears showed last week that they still you know have a lot to play for. They're going to give him the ball. And I think he'll produce, and especially at that rate, at 5,700 for a running back, I think that's a steal. He was another one on my list. Oh, see? I mean, he had 18 carries last week for 124 yards. And then the previous week, 20 carries for 112 and a touchdown. Jason, he's most certainly solidified himself as the number one back in that offense. I know you say he's splitting carries. Right. Not significant carries, though. No, no, I agree. I agree. And any Bears fan is happy that he resumed lead back duties. Oh, yeah, he's a stud. Just He's one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar because it's Justin Fields and, and, and DJ Moore, but he, he, he produces. And now your defense, lastly. Going with the Bengals. Ooh, day. All right, all right. $3,000. I'll take the chances all day long that Driscoll mm-hmm. has a few turnovers, maybe a pick six. On the road, in the snow, in Cincinnati. Okay. All right. I'm actually going to be at that game. Maybe a little cold for me, but I'll stuck, I'll stuck it out. I'm tough. It's going to be, be cold. It's going to be cold, but we're going to be there. Jackson, I'll be representing the last game of the year. So my defense, I went even cheaper than Blake. Blake, how much was your defense? 3000 I went 2800 mm-hmm. And this was kind of bizarre to me. The Broncos at Las Vegas. I can believe the Broncos were at 2,800. Now, again, we talked about the 70-point game. That was months ago, folks. And newsflash, the Broncos' defense has been playing lights out over the past several weeks. Now, they had an anomaly with, with the Patriots, and that happens. But they've been consistent over the last three months, and I don't see how that changes against the Raiders. I know division foe, Las Vegas, don't have anything to play for. But, again, I just think – that the Broncos, with the being a division game, know the Raiders, know what they're going to do, and I think they're going to tee off and they're going to make life for the Raiders' offense uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. I like it, man. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I see a lot of talk about Zamir White this week, and you know him, them resting mm-hmm. or sitting. Yep, their running back, and it was Zamir White being the future potentially in the Raiders' backfield, but I, I just – Denver's defense is good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so we got some honorable mentions for Daily Fantasy, right? Were we yeah, talking about honorable that? honorable mentions. So All speaking right. of uh, – you had said, man, you mentioned uh, Taysom Hill. I like Taysom yeah. Hill even more if Alvin Kamara sits. Yep. Think about I that bump he gets. That. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's a major bump. And Kamara, he's he's questionable for sure. He is. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. uh, I mean, staying in Cincinnati. What what about Driscoll? Did you see his cost four thousand dollars going against a 
well-known bad defense in Cincinnati is risky because we don't yeah, know what old, he's going to do. His old team, right? Exactly. His old team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, at four thousand yeah. dollars, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to lining him up, um, and then yep. staying in Cincy some more. How long do you think they're going to play Ford? Not long. A series, maybe two. Maybe a series. Not Why two. risk it? I can't. Yeah, I can't see that. So that being said, Your bell cow, no. Right, and Kareem Hunt's banged up. So, what about Pierre Strong Jr.? Mm. Have they have yeah, Pierce. Explo- Go ahead. The Bengals have an exploitable Rundy, and he's only four thousand dollars. Cheap. That's a risk. And I mean, your guess, you're banking on the fact that they might not play Ford that much, and if that's the case, I mean, Pierre Strong is a huge value play. Oh yeah, against the Bengals. Suspect run D to, to put mm-hmm. it mildly. <laughs> yep. Okay. And then uh, let's see who else. Let's see. Uh, you got Elijah Mitchell mm. returning from injury. CMC's out already. What about Jordan Mason at 46 Hundy? Interesting play. Interesting play. Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. 4,800. Now that's a tough matchup against new Orleans, but over the past two weeks, He's exceeded 80 yards and a score in each of those weeks. Right. Um, Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I really do. I hate to say Tony Pollard, but because I went all in on their passing game this week. Right. But the last time, when you talk about matchups, Pollard went off for 22 points. Mm-hmm. And I say go off, but that's going off for Pollard. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. He's had, again, he's one of those guys we'll talk about in our end of the season wrap up. But yeah, no, in, in terms of daily against the commanders, I mean, you're, you're firing up every cowboy. I mean, you're firing up Tony Dorsett. You're firing up Herschel Walker. You're firing them all. <laughs> <laughs> Danny White. You're firing them all up against the commanders this week, for sure. So um, those are some interesting honorable mentions, man. I, I, I like those. So I'm going to give you my uh, honorable mentions this week. And I'm going to start off with my favorite side of the ball, defense. So I'm going to go with the Rams defense against San Francisco. The Rams defense is 2,600. Man, and I know Aaron Donald's probably not going to play, and there's probably a couple other guys, but you got to remember, San Francisco's not playing any of their guys. These guys won't even be in uniform. So I think with Sam Darnold being quarterback, Sam Darnold's got a history of throwing to the other team. We can all admit that a little bit. He throws to the other team a little bit. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to go with the Rams defensively and then next i'm gonna go at tight end i'm gonna go with johnu smith now we talk about tight end for atlanta and the first person you think of is kyle pitts like kyle pitts what's johnu smith what's he even doing on your list jason well johnu smith has quietly had a pretty good year in terms of even being the second tight end and in some games he's been number one so for the value at 2900 and again, it's a risk, but Johnu Smith would not be a bad play this week if you're doing daily. And I'm going to keep it going. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers against the Broncos. The first time they played, nine receptions, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. So had an awesome game. And at 5,400, again, cheap, cheap, cheap. Gives you the ability to spend money elsewhere couple more guys. I got 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire against the L.A. Chargers. Now, he's not on the injury report, and I would almost be certain that the Chiefs want to rest Isaiah Pacheco because he runs so hard. Man, he's like a crash test dummy, Blake. I mean, this guy, he runs so hard. <laughs> I think he's a hurt, he hurts himself running. I'm like, man, how does that happen? But I think CEH is in for a big game against the Chargers. And lastly, I kind of went high on this one. This is high, high, a little bit high. But if he's if he's playing and the other guy's not playing, then you definitely are frying this guy up. Uh, A-Chain at $6,900 as a flex against Buffalo. And if Moser's not playing, and A-Chain last week, let me look at his stats, 14 carries, 107 yards, and then he had four receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. So all-purpose, well over 100 yards. So – uh, I am firing up A-Chan at $6,900. So there you have it, folks. My um, honorable mention for Daily Fantasy. Should be a good week, man. Should be. Now, so we get to t- we get to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet, Blake, and I'll let you kind of roll with it, and I'll kind of interject myself when needed. All right, all right. So one of the things that Jason and I do every season, every postseason, Mm-hmm. is a postseason fantasy league. And this is run, we do two of them, um, two different formats. We decided to stick with one for the sake of uh, your sanity and time. Um, <laughs> the one we participate in is uh, is run on fantasypostseason.com. We should hit them up for a sponsorship. 100%. Um, in this pool, you pick a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a D for each week of the playoffs. So this is like traditional fantasy and how they fare determines how well your team does. So you get points based on how they do. At the end of the playoffs, the team with the most points wins. So there's no head-to-head. It's a total point scoring. Uh-huh. At the end of the end of the playoffs, end of the Super Bowl, the team with the most points wins. But there's a kicker, the twist. Oh, you it's can a only big one. use a player once for the entire playoffs, including the Super Bowl. So, for example, you pick a you pick Patty Mahomes. You cannot pick him again in the conference championship or in the Super Bowl. You just can't use him. So if you get to the Super Bowl, and by chance you've used both kickers or both defenses that are playing, you basically have an open roster spot for that game and won't mm-hmm. earn any points. So therein lies the opportunity for all the different strategies tons of them tons of them we love it so i mean jason and i get together every year for a very extended lunch and talk through all the strategies and all the possibilities and narrow it down to a single outcome that we think is going to happen and we pick our team based on that ton of fun ton of fun and it keeps it keep it keeps it interesting like if your team's not in the playoffs you still have a vested interest in the playoffs just like if you were to bet the games or whatever like this is just another extension of fantasy that keeps you engaged when the playoffs happen yep and usually you can find pools available public pools available to jump on in so i'd encourage you to go check out um fantasypostseason.com and See if mm-hmm. there's a league that you can get in, or if you want to enter our league, 
give us a shout and I will pass along the contact information for the person who runs our pool. 100%. It's going to, I'm telling you folks, you're going to be like postseason. This, uh, it is fun. It keeps you engaged. There's definitely some strategy involved. There's no question about it. So if you like fantasy, just regular fantasy, you played it, highly encourage you to check this out because it's something that once you do it once, you're going to try to, you're going to keep doing it over and over and over again every year. Blake, right? I agree 100%. It's almost yeah. a mix between daily and traditional. And uh, then you've got some risk reward in the strategy side of things. 100%. Man, you, know, you really have to put some thought into it because basically, <clears throat> excuse me, you're predicting the outcome of these games clearly without knowing. And it goes on and on and on until you get to the Super Bowl. So. Again, highly encourage you to take uh, this opportunity to try it out. Even just look at the site fanatics, see what you think, and maybe something you're interested in. If so, you know, keep listening to us because, Blake, we got we got some things we're going to be talking about next week. That's right. Speaking of next week, yeah, we're going to touch on uh, what, what are we going to cover next week? We decided we were going to go over our lineup for the fantasy postseason, our picks, you know, what we decided to do for week one of the, or the wild card matchup. Yes. Uh, we decided we were going to chat on a couple of the playoff matchups mm-hmm. and then we were going to talk about some bets that we like for wild card weekend. Oh That's yeah. All. We we're going to talk about some bets, some over, some under, some anytime touchdown scores, some lines. Uh, you know, again, we're of course winding down the season fanatics, but Football's still going on, and that means we're still going to be giving you all the information that you need to place a bet, make your postseason roster, fantasy roster. So we're still going to be going on, you know, for the at least foreseeable future, literally until the season's over. So we're really excited about this because we're changing things up a little bit, not necessarily talking about weekly fantasy. We're doing daily stuff. We're doing bets, and we're also doing postseason fantasy. So couldn't be more excited to bring you all this information and get the word out to the masses about still having opportunities to play fantasy football after the season's over with. Yep. And so, you know, when that time comes, tell us how you did find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, again, share with a friend, share with a buddy, share with a pal. 100%. 100%. So, you know, as we talked about, we're going to do a, a little bit of that stuff next week between playoff matchups. We're going, to, we're going to really dissect the playoff matchups. We're going to overview. We're going to do an overview. We're going to discuss them. We're going to give you the bets for Wild Card Weekend. And we're going to talk about our fantasy picks, like Blake said. So we're really excited uh, to work on this. It's, uh, again, an extended, extended lunch uh, that we usually take to try to come up with a plan or a scenario that uh, we feel confident in. So Really excited about this opportunity and really excited for our 20th episode last weekend of the season. And then we still got the playoffs. Playoffs. So we're, we're really excited about keeping the strain going. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. Folks, as I always say, that's a wrap for this episode of the Sunday Funday, guys. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake. Fanatics, we'll see you next week. Have a good one.